Today in Business from Wired. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. The Sprint-T-Mobile merger is huge, but a lot of questions remain. By Clint Finley. Sprint may soon be no more. Today, the venerable telecommunications company announced plans to merge with T-Mobile in an all-stock deal. If regulators give the go-ahead, the new company will be called simply T-Mobile. And T-Mobile's current chief executive officer, John Ledger, will be its CEO. That's a big if, although the Trump administration is generally seen as more friendly to the telco industry than the Obama administration was, it's taken issue against some mega-mergers, most notably AT&T's bid for Time Warner. The combination of T-Mobile and Sprint, the third and fourth largest mobile providers respectively, would bring the number of major cellular carriers down from four to three, which could attract a lot of scrutiny. Assuming the deal moves ahead, the new company would have a combined total of around 127.2 million wireless subscribers, putting it within striking distance of AT&T's 141.6 million subscribers and Verizon's 150.5 million. The two companies will exchange stock at a rate of, ready for this, 0.10256 T-Mobile shares per Sprint share and 9.75 Sprint per T-Mobile share, valuing the combined company at $146 billion. T-Mobile owner Deutsche Telekom will own 42% of the new company and the Japanese conglomerate SoftBank, which acquired Sprint in 2013, will own 27%. The remaining 31% will be held by the public. SoftBank CEO Masayoshi Son and Sprint CEO Marcelo Claure will serve on the board of the new company. The new outfit will be headquartered in T-Mobile's home of Bellevue, Washington, with a second headquarters in Sprint's home of Overland Park, Kansas. How and whether the new company will use the Sprint brand will be decided after the deal closes. The merger is a long time coming. AT&T tried to buy T-Mobile in 2011, but scuttled the deal when it became clear that regulators wouldn't approve it. T-Mobile then tried to sell to Sprint, but the merger was called off in 2014 when it became apparent regulators would block that deal as well. Another round of negotiations between T-Mobile and Sprint followed the 2016 election and the appointment of the more telco-friendly Federal Communications Commission's chair Ajit Pai. But the two companies couldn't reach an agreement and called off the talks last November. What the merger means. 
In an announcement, T-Mobile and Sprint claimed the combined company would create lower prices in part by achieving economies of scale. It also claims the merged company would employ more people than the two businesses employed previously, creating thousands of jobs to support a $40 billion investment into the transition to 5G, the next generation of mobile wireless technology. The new company will be able to light up a broad and deep 5G network faster than either company could separately, the announcement says. Critics of the deal say it'll result in less competition and higher prices. Since AT&T dropped its bid for T-Mobile, the company has greatly simplified its pricing, dumped annual contracts, and passed Sprint to become the third largest carrier. T-Mobile's consumer-friendly practices led the way for other carriers to likewise stop forcing consumers into long-term contracts and to resurrect unlimited data plans. T-Mobile has simplified its pricing, disposed of annual contracts, and routinely gives its customers free pizzas and movies. Both T-Mobile and Sprint have been feisty competitors to the two biggest national mobile wireless carriers, Verizon and AT&T, introducing consumer-friendly pricing and data plans that have pushed the big two to lower their prices and expand their data offerings, former FCC lawyer Gigi Sohn said in a statement. This combination will not only result in less choice for consumers, it'll provide greater incentive for the three remaining companies to act in concert. Defenders of the deal, however, argue that a combined T-Mobile and Sprint could put even more pressure on AT&T and Verizon. While I'm not prepared to take a bottom-line position on whether this merger ultimately should be approved or not, I certainly don't agree there should be any ironclad rule, like the one Obama administration FCC chairman Tom Wheeler articulated, against going from four to three nationwide mobile providers. Randolph May, founder of the free market think tank Free State Foundation, said in a statement, That's the wrong way to analyze the market. The Trump administration, and the FCC in particular, has a generally more laissez-faire attitude towards both the telco industry and mergers. But the administration also has a populist streak that could foil or at least slow down this merger. It has also blocked foreign companies from acquiring U.S. companies out of national security concerns. Most notably, President Trump blocked Singapore-based chipmaker Broadcom's acquisition of Qualcomm earlier this year, out of fears that a consolidated chip market would give China's ambitions in the industry an edge. T-Mobile and Sprint are both already foreign-owned, which might reduce concerns. Then again, the Trump administration is anything but predictable. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.